Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. I'm Jessie. And I am Stu. And we are basically your online virtual hair besties. We're here to talk all things hair. We're also here to help you make more money, advance in your career, have fun. We're going to be talking all things from lifestyle to hair to goals to pretty much everything you want to hear. But along that journey to your success, we also want to have a good time. So we're going to be sharing our funniest memories and stories that we have, whether it's on work trips or in the salon, so you can relate to the craziness of being a hairstylist and being behind the chair. So yes, this is an epic podcast for hairdressers, but even if you don't do hair, we want you along on this journey. So without further ado, this is Just Jay-Z. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. This is a solo Jesse episode today. I know you guys hate these, but Stu is currently home. We had a Utah class yesterday, and he took today off because he has been go, go, go lately. So have I. We're crazy workaholics, and he needed to get some personal stuff done, like laundry and probably sleeping. <laughs> Don't blame him. Um, so I am going to be doing an episode alone today, and I'm kind of excited because it's something I've been wanting to talk about, and I feel like... Like when I'm alone, I can talk about it a little easier because it just kind of like flows a little better and I'm not worried about like what Stu's thinking about what I'm saying, which sounds really bad, but sometimes I'll be like paranoid. Like, should I not have said that? And maybe it's good to have him here because maybe I shouldn't say any of this, but I feel like it's an episode that might help someone. So that's why I'm doing it. Okay. So today's episode is called success is the best revenge. And the reason I named it this is because I have a lot of personal experience in this area. And I feel like a lot of times when you are wronged by someone or you have conflict with someone, the gut reaction is to defend yourself and to um, put the other person down, right? Whether you're a good person or a bad person, I feel like we all have those instincts initially. And when you're going through a hard time or you're being bullied by someone or you have a problem with someone, that's usually what we want to do. And we all know at the end of the day that that's not normally the right way to go about it. Fighting fire with fire is never the right answer. And I've learned that the hard way myself and especially living my life online. Um, I've had a lot of things that have been public that I've had to handle. And I've always noticed at the end of the day, when I take the high road, the results always a lot better and I get more out of it. And you know, focusing on myself and my own success and my business always gets me further than feeding into drama, negativity, and conflict. So I've had a lot of personal experience with this, like I've said, and I really thought I could take this and kind of help other people who are going through it. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you know that a few weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this, it may have been a while ago if this is later on, but a few weeks ago in real time, I had an online conflict with someone and it became very public and I didn't realize it was going to get as big as it did. And I'll be honest, I did feed into it for the first little bit. Like I was, you know, like, Hey, she's putting this out there. She made it public. So I'm going to fight back and I'm going to defend myself. And you know, that was my initial gut reaction because we're all human beings. And that's typically what we want to do when we feel like we're being wronged by someone. And in a way, I'm kind of glad I did it because I feel like feeding into it for that little bit did give me the chance to get some closure and address the situation and move on. But I do feel embarrassed for how it all went down. I feel um, ashamed and embarrassed that it was that public and that all of my followers and her followers were able to see this go down. And it was also the weekend I was in North Carolina teaching. So all my students that were there were also seeing this happen on my Instagram. And that's not the Jesse that I want to portray to the world. 
I'm human and I have flaws and um, weak moments just like everyone else, but I also feel like I have a platform where I want to be a role model and someone that others look up to and someone that can help other people. And I never want my page to be something that's dramatic or negative or anything like that. So I just want to apologize to anyone that kind of saw the whole thing go down because it's not a reflection of who I am. I do feel like I handle it okay. I don't feel like I, I did anything I'm like needing to apologize for necessarily, but I do feel bad that for that weekend, my whole page was just drama back and forth, you know? And granted, I would not have gotten into it if she hadn't pretty much brought my name up first. And I was getting the initial post she did sent to me by so many people that I kind of felt like I had to address it because she put it out there and basically put me on blast. And so I had to do something, but you know, it was embarrassing that for 48 hours, my page was just nonstop drama. It was crazy. So I wanted to do this episode because after this happened, I got so many messages of people being like, I've been in a similar situation. I've been bullied by a past salon owner, by another stylist, a friend, a family member, you know, everyone's had issues like that. Mine may be public, but everyone has gone through hard times with someone. And I got a lot of questions on how to handle it. So I just wanted to give my two cents because it is something I've gone through and I figured it could help someone. So if you guys have been a listener of the podcast, you may have heard my podcast called Jesse's Story in season one. And this saga continues. I thought that that was over, but apparently not. Um, this person I had conflict with online a few weeks ago is the person from Jesse's story. And it's kind of funny. It's like come full circle because, um, you know, in Jesse's story, I kind of told what happened five years ago. And I think she did hear that podcast and obviously wasn't happy about it. And, um, that's okay. You know, I, I feel bad. I never want to make anyone feel bad, but it was my truth. I stand behind every single thing I said. And I think she wanted to get her side of the story out there, which is totally fine. Everyone deserves to have their side spoken, you know? And even though I don't really agree with things that she says and her truth, I, I, you know, she, she has every right to say it. So, um, and she may not agree with my side of the truth. Everyone has their own truth. Um, but anyway, this person felt the need to basically say I was copying everything they did. And, um, that was kind of how this thing started was she did a little story and the story was essentially saying that I was copying every single move she's made for the last five years. And she didn't call me out by name specifically, but she said, let me know if you follow this person on Instagram, her name has a Z in it and put like a little question box and basically was asking people to say they knew it was me. So she could put me on blast. So, I got sent that by so many people and I was like, you are kidding me. This is not happening again. Like it's like clockwork once a year, she does something to like start conflict with me. And it's just kind of funny at this point, but I basically was doing a Q and a on my story at the same time. So someone asked me in my Q and a, which my Q and a is usually hair questions. Someone was like, did you see this? And I was like, oh crap. So then I posted a screenshot of it and I was just like, you know, let's lay it out there. I'm the person she's talking about. And, you know, I'm sorry if she feels like I'm copying her, but I don't think I do. And this is crazy. And it's also online bullying, putting me out there that way. She's trying to get people to talk negative things about me because she thinks I'm copying her, which is, I, guys, even saying this, like saying like, she thinks I'm copying her. Like it sounds like we're in junior high and we're literally like in our twenties and thirties. It's crazy. But anyway, it kind of dragged on and on and it got to the point where we finally were able to talk. She has had me blocked on social media for 
a long time. So I've never been able to reach out to her. Not that I ever had any need to, but if I wanted to, I couldn't. And she ended up saying she was going to go live to settle this. And she unblocked me right before. So I joined her live video to see what it was going to say. And, you know, so I could always say my side of the story at the same time. And for anyone that watched the live video, it made no sense. It was just her talking in circles. She gave no answers, no stories, nothing. And then it was kind of a a way to promote her business at the end. It kind of felt like a commercial for what she sells. Um, so that was kind of funny. And after that, I was just like, okay, I feel like an idiot because I've fed into this and she's gained a thousand followers from this and that's what she wanted. So after that, I was like, this is crazy. So that night I go to bed and I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to respond to anything more. I'm, this is stupid. I wake up to a 49 page slideshow from this person of her, making a sideshow about all the ways I have copied her over the years. And it was mind blowing to read this thing that she made and to also know that she spent time and energy and spent all night coming up with this. It was crazy. Like I can't even put into words how it made me feel because it, it, it didn't hurt my feelings. It didn't make me mad. It just, it literally blew my mind that someone could be that threatened. And I'm not trying to say this to be mean, but like, it was clear to me that there was so much, like, what is the word? There was so much hurt on her side and so much insecurity. And I don't know guys, it was crazy. And I posted a few of them on my story, but I'm going to kind of go through some of them because I think a lot of people were like, Oh, you only posted three out of the 49 pages. Like, obviously there's things you want to hide in this. And there's really not because it, it was crazy. And I know she was also sending it to people. So she's made it public. She kept telling people like, Jesse has the whole slideshow, ask her to show it. So I just kind of wanted to put it out there because it was something I'm not ashamed of. And honestly, I do feel embarrassed for her because anyone that sees this, I think can see that there's so much insecurity there and not trying to be mean at all. I think there is like some mental health issues because someone who takes the time to do this clearly has other issues going on. That's all I can say. And I feel bad. Like I I really feel like if you're ever hurting that much where you're, you know, wanting to tear someone down because you think they're copying your every move like this and you're willing to do things like this, it's just, there's, there's clearly more going on. And I, I really do feel bad for like the mental state she's in because of what I've seen. So, um, I got this slideshow the first, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five pages are basically talking about her career and how she started. Um, in 2015, she found her first salon, it says. Then it's a slideshow of 2014, started working with extension companies, started working with Redkin. Um, it shows a collage of her salon. And then it says she hired me in 2015. She did my hair for my temple ceiling, which is true. Um, so she shows photos of that. She says she had to fire me, which was not true. Um, and then it goes on to say that she opened her salon and I would have been a part of it because I only worked there for three days. So I really wasn't a part of it. Um, she had her first extension bar, which I think is what she's referring to as me copying her for the first time, which I have to point out an extension bar and an extension line are two different things. (laughs) Um, she opens her second location Um, she took photos for her salon that are the back of the head for, for like her salon. Like it was the back of heads on the wall. 
Um, and then this is where the story starts to get interesting, she says. I, she has a photo of me in front of my first salon. She says this is where things start to get weird. Um, and she says, I'm not a hateful, jealous person. In fact, I'll be honest, I'm proud of her. Running businesses is not easy. Um, I wish she could have ended it there, honestly, because yeah, running a business is not easy. I admire her for what she's doing. I hope she admires me for what I'm doing. I don't feel like our businesses are copycats of each other at all. Yes, we're going to have similarities. We're both in the hair industry, but I do feel like she's kind of stretching with the things that I copied. Um, so then she goes on to say six months after I fired her, she opened a salon called Jay-Z Styles, two miles from mine. The next slide will show you the details and decor of her salon. This is where I started feeling like I was getting copied. So she has a picture of her salon, which was a house with baby blue shutters. My first salon was a house with turquoise shutters. And in this photo, I'm sitting in front of it and it was the day I signed the lease. So it was obviously how the person before me had done the salon and it has like a for rent sign in the window. It has the other business's name on it. It's a lime green door, turquoise shutters. And I changed all of that the quickest that I could because it was not my style. So I did not deliberately find a house that had blue shutters just to clarify. It just happened to be that way. And I ended up painting the front door pink and the shutters black and it ended up looking a little more my style. Um, then she says hair photos on the wall were literally almost exactly the same. So it shows her salon with photos at the back of a few girls hair. And then it shows my salon and it has me and my sisters with the back of our hair. Um, I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a salon that doesn't have photos of hair because that's what we do. Um, there is a salon photo of her salon and it has a picture of a girl with eyelashes and I had that same little like sticker on our lash door at our first salon and it's just like a sticker I found on Amazon so I'm pretty sure a lot of people have it um there's another photo that has this is my happy place it was like a sign I got at Target she had it in her salon and I also found it at Target put it in my salon um didn't know it was in her salon I never noticed it but it was a cute photo and I actually got some messages from people being like, I have that in my salon too. So kind of funny. Um, then there is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 photo collage right here of side-by-sides of her salon, my salon, her salon, my salon of things that I copied. So her salon had a gray book brick wall. My salon had a great brick wall. The hair photos, the stickers of eyelashes. There's, we both had a sticker of shears in our salon, which pretty sure every stylist at some point has had shears either in their salon or on their body. Stu has a sheer tattoo, so he must have copied us. <laughs> the blue shutters, um, the happy place thing. She had white chairs. I had white chairs at one point, which very quickly we got rid of because white chairs in a salon are a horrible idea. Um, there's a photo of her. She had like a gold lamp in her salon that had like three lamps coming off of one thing. And I had, and it was like a stand up one. And then I had a desk lamp that was just a small desk lamp that was gold. Um, and it was just like crazy guys. Like she went to the extreme to like find these photos that were from four years ago and like point out all of the sim similarities we had. To be fair, I think she's had these on her phone for like four years because girls that used to work for her um, definitely would tell me that she had made these collages years ago and she would send them in their group messages and talk about how I was copying her. So I think she's had this made for a while, which is kind of more sad because it's been festering for so long and within her. Um, then it talks about how she became a market partner. I did join up um, under her team. I'm not even going to say the company. I'm sure you guys know, but I do not want to like bring that into it because I'm done talking about it. Um, but yes, I did join her company. I was kind of bullied into it and like harassed and I never used it. I never sold it. I just basically spent the money to join and then never did anything with it. 
Um, she says she had hair education on YouTube and then I started hair education on YouTube years later. That is true. When I started my salon, I started my YouTube channel cause I wanted to help other people and I was inspired by other people I would watch. And, you know, I've also had subscribers who say they've been inspired by me and now they have YouTube channels. And I think that's great. YouTube's a platform for everyone. You can't really copy someone by starting a channel because it's something that a lot of people do. She says, um, she titled her YouTube videos the same as mine so she can get viewed. Her title here says, Brunette Goes Blonde, No Damage, Olaplex, One Sitting, Educational Tutorial. Mine says, Brunette to Blonde, Balayage and Olaplex. So not quite the same, but yes, I did do a Brunette to Blonde Balayage tutorial using Olaplex, so that was what my title was. Um, then there's another slide that says, 2016, I get a Jeep. 2018, she gets a Jeep. Yes, two years later, I got a Jeep, and apparently that was copying. Um, there's another slide here. I color my hair pink in 2016. She colors her hair pink in 2017. Don't worry. We are halfway. I go on the news in 2015. She goes on the news in 2016. The same news station just happened to reach out to both of us. That is such a coincidence. <laughs> um, then there's another one that says, notice the chandelier. Yep. That was mine that I purchased. She went to the salon. I closed down and took some of the items. So if you have heard my chandelier moment story, you'll probably know what this referred to. Um, this is true, but the details are a little untrue. Um, her second salon actually got closed by the bank. There was a padlock on the doors. There were notes on it that said like the bank's taking over this building and every single thing in there was the bank's property, the chandelier, the stations, because she was not paying her bills apparently. So, um, kind of, you know, she said, in this slide, she went to the salon, I closed down and took the items. If she had chosen to close this salon down, she would have taken everything inside and either kept it or sold it, but the bank owned it. So um, clearly that's kind of obvious. And one of my friends, who's another salon owner in Utah, ended up taking over this space after it got closed down. So she ended up taking everything inside as well as the building. And she actually sold me the chandelier. So I bought that from her and put it in my salon. So I didn't go and like you know, sift through things I wanted. She offered it to me and I was like, yeah, sweet. Awesome. The next one says I set up booths in 2016. She sets up booths in 2018. <laughs> this one's funny. I wish you guys could see it. It shows her at the Pinterest convention in Utah. Um, she set up a booth for her salon. It says they have braiding and curls. They were installing extensions, stuff like that. And then it shows me at um, I think it was IBS in Vegas in 2018. And I have my full booth for my extension line, my, you know, my business. And I feel like it's just funny. Like two years later, she set up a booth, even though I did it first. And it's like, how many people in this industry have not had a booth at a hair show? Like, come on. And mine was like a big hair show in Vegas. And hers was like a convention here in Utah. And she was doing a braid bar and I was selling my own hair extension line. So it's just kind of funny. Um, the next one shows her at the Long Beach hair show that I also went to. And she said, I traveled with a team for hair shows in 2017. And then it shows me and it said, she did the same. This doesn't hurt my heart that bad. A lot of hairstylists attended this. Um, I got hired by ISSE to do this hair show and I got to interview Guy Ting and it was a great experience. She went as well working with another company and I just don't feel like this slide was necessary. Um, the next one says I have on a mic with pink pale hair and three months before her and then she copied and it shows me doing a hair class with a microphone on and I had pink hair as well. Um, I would like a raise of hands. How many hairdressers have colored their hair pink temporarily? 
I have a feeling that's a lot of you. <laughs> um, she starts her hair classes, and then five months later, I start teaching as well. The great thing about our industry is there are a lot of stylists who teach hair classes now, and education's huge, and I think that's great. Um, it showed right here, it says she traveled teaching classes. Salons would host her, um, students would tag her, and she says, I even copied her location and I offered the same students that took her class to take her, my classes on me. Um, so it shows her classes set up and then mine set up. And I don't know where she got this information, but I just have to say I have never offered, I have never reached out to a student that has taken her class and been like, come take this class on me. Like, let me give you my class for free. I have done giveaways for classes and maybe a student happened to win one that took hers, but if that was the case, it was never deliberate. Um, but yes, we both taught hair classes as well as thousands of other people in our industry. Um, then there's a slide that says, I met Guy Tang and went to his color launch. He's always been my hair idol in 2017. And then she does the same. So this was a photo of me at the hair show I got hired um, to go to by ISSE. And they asked me to interview Guy Tang. So it was an interview they hired me to do. And she goes, she even does the same laugh in the picture like me. So it shows her laughing in a photo with him and me laughing in a photo with him. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you guys, if you're, if you're hearing this and you're siding with her, then maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like this slideshow is reaching and it's so crazy. Um, then it says, isn't this crazy? You guys, my heart rate is up because we aren't quite over. Stay with me. I really don't want to bring other people involved, but this is part of the story. Then she has a photo of her and a boy that she had hired to be her salon assistant. He ended up working there. Then this boy started working for me. I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say names. And it said she then hired him and now I hear she treats him like shit. There is a lot more to that story. And I'm sure if you have been, you know, in the Jay-Z world for any time, you probably know who I'm talking about. And I'm not going to get into that, but that was another way I copied her. All right. And then the next slide, it shows us both in denim aprons and it says same apron, same picture. It's also interesting, huh? Um, the denim apron trend was like huge for a while, a few years ago. And I thought they were cute. She had them and sold them. I had no idea because I was blocked. <laughs> um, and then in 2016, she says she hit a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. And then it shows me in 2019, I hit a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Next one is, let's be honest here, every hairstylist loves our Fermar boys, but it has a picture of her with Frenchie from Fermar and then me with Frenchie and a year apart. And yes, everyone who goes to hair shows and Fermar's there, they probably have photos together. I actually have a good relationship with Frenchie. He has actually, I've talked to him about coming on the podcast. Um, we've been texting back and forth for two years now. He sponsors my classes. So I got to meet him at the hair show and it was great because we had had this working relationship and it was great to meet him in person. So I don't feel bad about that. Um, um, signing off certificates for students who took our classes. She's signing certificates in 2018. I signed certificates in 2019, um, certifying for my extension classes. And then it says, are you getting the hint? Um, I started a clothing boutique end of 2018. Well, here she is again. And then it has a photo of my clothing boutique. Um, to be fair, I do feel like her clothing boutique from what I've seen is like merchandise for the company she sells for. And then graphic tees. Whereas I feel like mine is like real clothing. Um, I try to stay away from like the, like merch side of it. Um, and then it says, so you guys, after our history, her legit copying, I had a really hard time staying silent for all these years. It has brought on a lot of unwanted stress, not only for me, but for the community of the company she works for. And then she goes on to say that I need to be like apologizing to all mm -hmm. of the market partners in her company. And then it says, and I think this is like where I realized like what set her off and made her like come after me again. 
So it says, as of today, coming soon, Jag Baby Collection. And it's a screenshot of my clothing boutique. And in the bio, it says, Ash and Jag Baby Collection coming soon. So it's not called Jag Baby. Just wanted to correct her. It's Ash and Jag. Um, And yes, I am starting a baby collection. If you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen it. And I guess a month ago or so, she launched a baby collection for her boutique. We had babies three months apart. Totally fine that we both have baby collections. Um, There's other people in the world who have baby collections, and I am not hating on them for doing it either. I know I'm not the first one to do it, but I think it made her mad that I did. So then she shows hers that's called the Jack James Collection, and it says, girl, I beat you to that one too. Um, So that says, so now do you understand? Also, I have a couple more things I want to show you from some of the people she's hurt. But then it goes to another slide and it says she took her team to the Salt Flats in 2018. And two months later, I did the same. The Salt Flats is a very popular place to take photos in Utah. And the photographer we were working with for that photo shoot suggested it and we went there. Um, then it has a screenshot of someone that says, Hey, so-and-so I'm a former best friend and worker of the one and only, only Jesse. Thank you for shining a light on who she really is. Blah, blah, blah. Um, this was from a former best friend of mine, like this says, and she was like showing screenshots and, um, it's just sad to me. Like, I'm not going to get into this one, but this is a former best friend of mine that did a lot of harm to my company. And, Um, I don't know. It's just sad because I feel like this person probably is hurt by me because I did cut off that relationship very quickly and I'm sure they're hurt and I'm sure they're upset and maybe one day we'll get the chance to talk about it. But I just have to say, I, it was, it was such a bad situation, both personally and professionally that I had to literally have a clean break and distance myself to be able to like move on from that because it was really a hard situation. Um, so it's sad to me that she felt the need to go after this person that has been bullying me for five years. She was there for all of it. She saw all of it. She knew the situation, but now she was using that to kind of like capitalize on her own pain, which is, I'm, I feel really bad about, but it's just sad that this person is now showing all these like things about me. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's sad that this person who's, who made the slideshow is now like wanting people, wanting to show people that yes, I'm a horrible person. I'm going to show other people are saying about her. Um, so then after she sends me this slideshow, she sends me this whole thing and she's like, it's crazy that you had a baby Jag after I had a baby Jack. And so basically like I copied her for having a baby and naming it something similar, which hers is Jack, mine's Jagger. Um, I guess, yes, the nickname is similar, but trust me, it was not on purpose. Jordan actually came up with Jagger's name. And then she starts talking about my ex-husband and really personal things that I don't know how she knew and things that just should not be involved in this. Like it just got to such a weird point. And then she's like, you know, you have a weird obsession with me. I hope you can understand. And I used to be flattered, but I'm just embarrassed for you now. I'm so sad for you and where you're heading, but truly God bless you. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there is no point in like going back and forth. And then she's like harassing me. Like, I see you're active here on Instagram. So what, Jess, do you not see through it? I did yourself a huge favor by not blasting you. Um, I didn't even talk about the part of you stealing either. You stole from salon centric. The recorded call I have from us explains why I had to fire you. And if none of this makes sense, go listen to my Jesse's story podcast, because this is what she's referring to. And, um, she starts, she says, the manager who's still there remembers you stealing Redkin Shades EQ, which is not true. And it's like so mind blowing to me that she can actually sit here and say this. And I do believe that she has been telling this story about me for so long now that she has made herself believe it because I've talked to the manager of Salon Centric and they don't have any clue what this is even about. And I said that in my first podcast about this, but anyway, it's like crazy. So then she keeps going on and she goes, I feel so bad for your ex-husband. 
um, your followers see through you. I wish you saw all the people who are at least a mature age messaging me and telling me the kind of person you've become. It's so sad. So I finally just responded and I did post my response on my story to show people like what I said back to her. And I just said, I wish I could get closure for like why this is happening. I wish I had, you know, answers, but I kind of just said my truth and then I blocked her and I'm like, I'm done. I am no longer feeding into this. I posted on my story. I'm no longer doing this. I'm so sorry you guys all got dragged into this because after receiving this slideshow, I was like, there is no arguing with crazy. And I'm not saying this to be mean. I really believe anyone who has the time, energy, and effort to make a slideshow like that has some issues that are deeper than just me copying her because that was like true craziness to me. And I, there was nothing I could say to her. There's nothing that I could do to make her believe that I wasn't copying her and that I wasn't obsessed with her, which for me, I'm like, that slideshow kind of feels like she's obsessed with me because she's been holding on to this for five years and also adding in new things. And it's just crazy. So at this point I was actually kind of scared because I'm like, if she really is that obsessed with the idea of me copying her, then like, I'm kind of scared of what comes next. So I was like, I've got to cut this off and move on. So I did that. And then she started posting things to her story of other people messaging her, people who used to work for me, people who used to know Jordan, people who used to know me and just posting really personal things that were untrue. But like I said, guys, everyone in their life has had drama with someone at some point. So this were, these were people that used to be friends with me or used to work for me that had their side of their story to tell, which is fine. But she's posting things that were very personal and also not true. And at that point, I had already done a story saying I was done with this. I had already messaged her my thoughts. I had blocked her. I'm done. And then I started getting people sending me all these stories she was doing about me. So at this point, I was emotionally exhausted. It was crazy how far it had gone. And I was like, I'm not going to respond to any of this because A, they're not true. B, this is what she wants. She wants to keep it going. And C, I had also received a lot of messages about her from people who knew her or had experiences with her and were telling me really negative things. But I could never, no matter how badly I didn't like the person, put stuff like that on online. Like I would never screenshot a message like that that had really personal information about her and put it out there for the world to see. That is not how you get people on your side. That honestly shows your character more than anything. So to me, I was just like, that is how low she's willing to stoop that she's just trying to paint me as a villain the best way she can. And I think the the people that were following both, both of us saw it. And I had a lot of people who told me they were reporting her account for bullying and harassment. And I think that story ended up getting taken down luckily. Um, but it was just really sad to me because she was just going so far to try to prove that I was this horrible person. And I'm the kind of person that I have a hard time with anyone believing anything bad about me. And I know that that's probably like human nature and we all have that at some point, but I had like, even though I know she's like made up all these stories about me and you know, she has all these bad things to say about me. I still have a hard time, like knowing that she actually thinks I'm this crazy bad person. And I know that that's not a healthy way of thinking, but that's how I am. So it was so hard for me to be like, Oh, I'm just going to sit back and let this happen because now it's like thousands and thousands of people are seeing these things about me and hearing these things that aren't true. But like, if I stay silent now, I look guilty because I've responded to everything up until this point. Um, and it was just so hard because it was bringing my personal life into it in a way that like didn't need to be. And 
I just think that that is crossing the line, no matter what the situation is. Even if the things that she was posting about me were true, I still think it would be crossing the line because it's none of her business to like blast that out to all her followers. Like my grandma could have seen that. Family members could have seen it. Like it was just really embarrassing. So that was kind of where it drew a line for me. And I was like, I can't give this any more energy. Like I'd already decided that, but I was like, this is insane. So I did one last story and I was just like, I can't respond to anything anymore. I'm not doing this. Every allegation that's being thrown at me is not true, but I'm not going to sit and like waste my time and energy fighting this. And for me, I'd already wasted enough time doing this. I have a business to run. I have a husband and a child that need my attention. I have so many things going on that better deserve my attention that I've already given to this person that I was like, this is crazy. You know, it's time to move on. So I I, I moved on and I haven't heard anything since luckily, but I wanted to do this podcast because I had so many people reach out saying they had been in similar situations, maybe not as public or maybe not exactly the same, but they had been harassed or bullied by someone. And whether it was someone you used to know, a friend or, you know, someone who doesn't know you, it's never okay. And I just wanted to give some advice And I know this is a really long podcast now of me just kind of like telling the story, but I gave you guys part one of my story and this was kind of like the final conclusion. This was part two. Can't believe it's happening again five years later, but I felt like you guys deserved to know how it ended. And I just wanted to thank everyone who was there for me during that weekend. Um, I got so many nice supportive messages and it really just made me even more grateful for the community I built um, on Instagram and YouTube and here. And I just wanted to say thank you because it really is cool to see um, like the community you've built when you're going through a hard time, like how those people are there for you. Like, yeah, when I'm, when I'm releasing products and I have exciting things going on, I get good messages and it's all fun. And I love the support, but when you're going through a hard time publicly, it's embarrassing. It's defeating. It's hard. It's sad. And to see how many of you just like sent me a message just to say like, Hey, I see you and I see your pain. And I just want you to know I love you and I support you. And even if they've never met me, like that was amazing to me. And even though it was hard to get back to all of the messages, I tried my best, but if I didn't get back to yours, I just wanted to say thank you here because it meant the world to me that you guys were just like reaching out with open arms and giving me support during my time of need. And what was even more amazing was after those like personal allegations came out, a lot of you were like, you know what? I don't care if it's true. Even if it is, I still love and support you because everyone makes mistakes. And I was like, hell yes. Like that is what I love. A community of women supporting each other. And I even had other people in the business who were educators or salon owners or doing things that I'm doing, congratulating me and cheering me on and showing love and support because that's what it should be. You guys like in this industry, we're all going to do things that are similar to each other at some point. We all do hair. We're all in the fashion, beauty, and lifestyle industry. There's going to be similarities, but I do feel like I've worked really hard to make my brand unique. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, there could be similarities to other people, but we're all doing our own thing and we all have special things about who we are. And there's room for everyone. Just like there's room for a thousand million hairdressers in this world, there's also room for that many entrepreneurs in our industry. So I did do a story that I was like, you know, if you're going to copy me, um, I'm going to be here to cheer you on. If you want to start a salon or a hair extension business or education or a boutique or whatever it is, I'm going to be here to give you a the best advice that I can and cheer you on. And I've had a lot of people who have done that, you know, like ask me for business advice. I tell them what I can and they do their own thing. And that's great. And I'm friends with other people in the industry who do those things. So, you know, I just think it's silly to, I would never just say someone's copying me. I think that's crazy. So I just wanted to kind of wrap up what had happened, finish off that story. Um, and then also give some advice. So 
if you're in a situation like this, I've thought long and hard about this because I've been in this a few times, especially with the same person. And the biggest piece of advice I can give is always take the high road. There is nothing wrong with not responding. Um, I think in like most situations, you can work through things by talking and having a mature adult conversation and working through it. And to be honest, I had hoped that was what I could have done in this situation. And I kind of tried, but it was clear after the slideshow that was sent to me and the messages that were being sent to me that there was no logic and there was no getting through to this other person. And sometimes that is the case. So be able to find peace with yourself in those situations that you did the best you could. Um, I did apologize to her if she did feel like I had ever copied her deliberately. Um, I don't feel like I did, but like I did say sorry if her feelings were ever hurt by anything I did. Um, and so, you know, in those situations, own up to what you think you've done wrong. It's okay to apologize. And I actually think it shows a lot of character and it takes a really big person to admit when they're wrong. So do that if you can try to have a conversation and maybe the conversation ends with things being okay and you can move forward or it ends with, you know, things didn't end okay. We're not going to be friends, but at least we both have closure and we can move on from this. Um, if it cannot happen, like in my situation, do not feel bad about blocking that person and moving on with your life. That is okay. Sometimes I feel like blocking can be seen as like a childish thing. And yes, it can. Um, I know a lot of my followers were blocked by this person simply because they were defending me or, you know, asking her why she was doing this. So if you're going to block every single person that sends you like something that you don't agree with, maybe that's not the right thing to do. But if it is a person in your life that is toxic or it's a bad situation, it is okay to cut that person out and move on and come to peace with yourself that this conflict may never be resolved in the way you might want it to, but you did the best you could. You own up to the mistakes you've made and you can move forward and maybe take it as a learning experience. And over the last five years, I've handled this by ignoring it. Usually that's usually what I do when I hear things she's said or done. I ignore it. I move on. I have bigger and better things to work on. And I've kind of thrown myself into my business, focusing on that instead of responding. And I would still suggest doing that. Um, I do regret getting into this situation as much as I did. I wish I wouldn't have made it as public. Um, as I did. I think the only reason I did is because she, she had brought my name up and made it so blatantly obvious who she was talking about. And it was being sent to me so many times. I felt like I couldn't ignore it. And the bigger it got, the more I felt like I had to respond and I wish I wouldn't have. So learn from my mistakes. Sometimes it's best just to say nothing. Even if that means that you look guilty or that people think you're being silent because she's right that's not always the case. Sometimes it's better for your mental health to just close down the situation and move on. And that is what I'm going to be doing from now on. It's what I've done the last five years. And I built a successful business by doing that. Um, taking the high road is always the best way to go. So there's that Michelle Obama quote that says, when they go low, we go high. I've always lived by that. And I will always continue to live by that. Um, you're always going to have uh, people who don't agree with you, who don't like you. And especially when you're successful and you're doing big things, you're always going to have people who try to bring you down. That's unfortunately the way of the world. And you cannot let those people, you know, define who you are. Don't let those people drag you down to their level. I got caught up in that and I'm not proud of it. Um, so yeah, that would be my biggest piece of advice. And then the second thing is use, this is like a stupid quote and I, and I, I never use the little phrase haters, but in this situation I'm going to, but let the haters be your motivators. And I did that when this drama all first started five years ago, I let that be my fuel to get successful and put the hard work in and build something. And honestly, I feel like those situations 
are the best motivator you can have. Because if someone's telling you you can't do something or they're bullying you or they're trying to make you feel or look bad, the best way you can respond to them is to be successful and do your own thing and focus on you. And I truly believe that this person sees that I'm happy, sees that I'm successful and I'm doing well. And I, I'm truly happy for the first time in a long time. And I've gone through hard stuff with a divorce and some very public falling outs. And I finally found peace and happiness and my business is doing well. And I think she sees that and she's so threatened by that. And even if she can't admit that to herself, deep down, it's somewhere there. And we've all felt that way at some point. I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel threatened by other people as well. Like I see people on Instagram sometimes doing amazing things and it doesn't make me want to go leave hate comments, but it does make me feel like, oh, they're doing so much more than me. Like I could be doing better. But that's my point of view is I'm like, I could do better and it motivates me to do better, not to beat them, but to prove to myself that I can do it for me because that's what I want. So if you're in a situation like this, use it as your motivation, use it to fuel that fire, to work harder, you know, do everything you can to reach your goals. Because especially if someone's telling you, you can't like this person had told me years ago that I should stop doing hair. Hell no, I'm not going to stop doing hair. That's something a bully says to you guys. Like don't let the bullies get you down. Do everything you can to prove them wrong because in the end that is the best revenge. You know, her way of revenge was posting all these hateful stories about me and personal things trying to make me look like a villain. My form of revenge is I am going to do everything she says I'm doing to copy her and I'm going to do it better and I'm going to do it for me, not for her. I am going to continue to build my business and build my empire because I'm really proud of what I've built. It's employed my entire family. I have friends and stylists who have jobs because of me and that's amazing and I'm going to keep going with that because there is no reason I should be threatened or bullied into not being successful. So I, if I could take anything away from this experience, it would be that to use that to fuel your success because truly at the end of the day, someone who is hating you is jealous of you. And I used to feel really weird saying that, but it's been so obvious through all these slideshows I received that that's really what it breaks down to. And it's sad to me because in an alternate universe, me and her could have been friends because clearly we have a lot in common. We both had babies and we both have salons and we both have boutiques. We have a lot of the same interests. And instead of like hating each other over that, we could have like shared trade secrets and been friends. So it's really sad to me that it had to be this way. Um, because I know I have other friends in the industry, like a great example is Marissa Sue. We had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. She is incredible. She's doing similar things to me. She has an extension method. She teaches classes and does color and does shadowing and has an incredible salon and we're able to be friends. And she inspires me so much. And I love that I have someone like her I can look up to and also reach out to for advice if I need it. And that's what this other person maybe could have been. So it's just sad to me. So if you can try to turn a situation like this into friendship, if it's possible, obviously in this situation, it's never going to happen. But if that is possible for you, don't make enemies, make friends, make allies, make people who can uplift and support you because this business is hard and running your own company is hard. And the more friends you have to like support you and lean on each other, that's awesome. So I wish I had more friends that were doing what I did. Like I have friends that live in other areas that do this, but I don't have any that live in the same city as me. Like 
Stu is, you know, the closest thing to me that's like doing the same thing as me. And look at him, he's doing his YouTube channel and he's on the podcast with me and he's teaching and I'm not threatened because obviously he's doing it with me, but like, I'm not mad. He started his own YouTube channel. I'm not mad. He has fans of his own. I'm really proud of him. So I think that's the best thing we can do is just support each other. And I think that we need to stop using the word copying in our industry and we need to start using the word inspiring. Um, yes, I have been inspired by so many different people and I can take that inspiration and build my own things. And I know that there's been other people inspired by what I do. Maybe it's a video I posted and they've been inspired to try the same technique or to do their own thing. And I love that I can do that. Like at the end of the day, if I can just reach one person and inspire them to do something with their lives that's bigger than what they're doing already, that's amazing to me. So we need to stop using the word copying in this industry and any other industry, because unless you are actually going against something that someone has trademarked or patented and like, and, you know, trying to actually copy them and you, you know, you can get sued for that. You can't copy opening a boutique because someone else did or hanging up a photo in your salon because someone else did or setting up a booth at a hair shoot show because someone else did. Like none of that would legally hold up. And so we need to stop saying that, like, especially in the extension world too. Like there are so many different methods out there and so many different education courses. And it's awesome that all of us stylists have options to learn different things and learn different techniques and methods. And you can't copy that. They've been around for so long. Same with color techniques. Like you just can't do that. And I've seen this stuff going around recently that, I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but there's a lot of different extension methods out there saying that, you know, they're being copied and that other people are ripping off their techniques. And it's like, no, you guys, like these techniques are things that all of us could come up with. And some of us are actually just putting in the time and the money and the effort into making it something that you can teach to others, you know? And with my classes, I want to inspire other people. And I want to help other stylists make a profitable bit profitable business by offering extensions. I'm not in it to say I'm the best or to make more money. I mean, yeah, it's bringing in money to my business, which is great as a business owner, but I'm not doing it to be the best or to just gather money from people. I really want to help other stylists be able to make money to better their future. And it's sad to me that in this industry, there's so many different like cults and little tribes that feel the need to like rip other methods down. Like it's just sad. And it reminded me of this situation. Like there's so much of this in the hair industry and I do feel like it's gotten better. Um, but it needs to stop. Like we've got to stop using the copying thing. Like it's just so played out. So that is my opinion on all of this. And I'm sorry to bring all this up again. This is my final time. I am going to talk about this one person and this situation. Um, if she happens to hear this podcast and is upset about it and does a story, which I'm sure will happen, I won't respond. Um, even if I get sent it, even if she says more allegations and more things, I am done. So if you're listening to this other person, you move on with your life. I will move on with mine and we can each have success in the areas we work in. And that is completely fine. I've been doing really great up until all this drama you have too. And that's where it needs to be. So, um, that is the end of this. I am so sorry to bring this up again. Like I said, I feel so stupid, but I also hope, hope that it helps. So if you were helped by this podcast, that makes me really happy. Um, once again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has supported me through all of this. And I am excited that, I have a lot of exciting things going on and um, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up and I hope that my page and the podcast can continue to be an uplifting and inspiring thing. Even though I do talk about negativity and drama, sometimes I always try to turn it into like a positive, um, which is why we do like the peaks and pits on our podcast. We talk about a negative and a positive and um, that's life. Everyone's going to have negative things happen. So I'm very real. I, I like to talk about the things that happen. I don't like to hide anything. That's why I go on my YouTube channel a lot with no makeup and I'll talk about my lip fillers 
from the Botox I get. I'm not hiding anything I do. And especially when things like this are made so public, I have to talk about it. So once again, thank you so much for the love and support. I will not talk about this ever again, but if you do need advice, feel free to reach out to me because I would love to give you advice on these situations since I have been through them. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for the love and support. I'm not going to do peaks and pits because Stu and I are recording a podcast on Wednesday and we're going to talk about our peaks and pits of the week and I want to keep it for that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and I just want to thank you again for the love and support. So I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of just Jay-Z. We have loved doing this little podcast for you guys, getting to connect with you and talk about silly things. We wanted to thank you so much for your love and support. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram for all podcasts, education, business, and clothing updates. You can follow us at jayzstyles.co for updates on everything. And then my Instagrams are jayz.styles and just Jesse with four eyes. And you can follow me over on Instagram at stew.styles with a Z at the end. You guys, please don't forget to download this episode. The more downloads we get, the bigger we get. And the bigger we get, the better our podcast can get for you guys. Don't forget to share this podcast with a loved one, a family member, a friend, whoever you think would enjoy it. And once again, thank you so much for listening to Just Jay-Z.